0: Hi, this is Steve Siebold, founder of Fearless Performances and creator of Find Your Inner Strength. Today, I wanna talk a little bit about the three-part brain. So what is the three-part brain and why is it important to understand that there's three parts of your brain as it relates to your emotions and how you think and feel? Well, let's go back to the evolutionary layers of the human brain, the three-part brain. The first time you kind of look at the anatomy of the human brain, you may see folds and overlapping structures that seem very confusing and you may wonder what they all mean. But just like the anatomy of any other organ or organism, the anatomy of the brain becomes much clearer and more meaningful when you examine it in the light of the evolutionary processes that created it. Probably the best known model for understanding the structure of the brain in relation to its evolutionary history is the famous three-brain theory, which was developed by Paul McLean and became very influential in the 1960s. McLean's model distinguished three different brains that appeared successively during evolution. The first is the reptilian brain the oldest of the three, which controls the body's vital functions such as the heart rate, breathing, body temperature, and balance. Our reptilian brain includes the main structures found in the reptile's brain, the brainstem, and the cerebellum. The reptilian brain is very reliable but tends to be somewhat rigid and compulsive. Now, this first brain, as we said, controls your instincts, reflexes, and basic physical functioning. The first brain cannot solve math problems, but without it, we could not survive. Our instinctual awareness of danger comes from this brain level. When we are hungry or thirsty, the survival instincts of the first brain will let us know and cause us to eat or drink. If this were the only brain level you had, (laughs) instead of, say, standing in a food line when you're hungry, you would rush over to that food, pick it up, and gulp it down. Uh, Total instincts working here. The second layer of the brain is called the limbic brain. And the limbic brain emerged in the first mammals So it can record memories of behaviors that produce agreeable and disagreeable experiences for us. So it's really responsible for what are called emotions in human beings. The main structures of the limbic brain are the hippocampus, the amygdala, and the hypothalamus. The limbic brain is the seat of the value judgments that we make, often unconsciously, that exert such a strong influence on our behavior. So as we said, this part of the brain is involved in many of our feelings and emotions. Without this brain, we would not have a sense of sadness or joy. Anger, fear, territoriality, as well as feelings of security, pleasure, and the joy of bonding with others are examples of the feelings the second brain helps to make possible. Many animals such as dogs and cats have this brain level as well. This part of the brain gives us memory of past events. When you and a friend see each other, memories of your last conversation and how you feel about each other are available to you because of the structures and circuits in the second brain that store those memories. The second brain also makes it possible for us to have hindsight. This means that we can learn from our past mistakes and successes. (laughs) The third level of the brain, sometimes called the cortex, is involved in thinking, problem solving, goal setting, and planning. This part of the brain provides you with foresight, an important ability that allows you to see ahead, consider the consequences of your decisions before acting on them. This is an advantage over the second brain, where your unmanaged emotions can push you to act without considering future results. The third brain also monitors the second brain's activity and allows you to name and sort out your feelings and emotions. It can then help you decide what the best course of action may be for any situation. For example, a comment from a friend offends you and you feel hurt or angry. You've decided how you will respond. The third brain reviews several possibilities. Seek revenge, try to talk and resolve the conflict, just let it go, forgive or consider maybe some other options. It's the ability to understand the situation from many angles that can lead to a more intelligent decision. The third brain can also help you notice when you are acting against what you feel is right. Some call this being aware of your conscious. At this point, let me ask another question. The question is, how can you be great? especially when under pressure every day. Well, this now relates to the third or the three part brain. You need to understand the three part brain and have self-awareness of how you could control that at every level. So what I mean is for consistent performance, you need to understand what is going on in your body. So in our Find Your Inner Strength program, it's the self-awareness piece of emotional intelligence. So how do we change our performance or what we do, right? How do we get the results or achieve the goal that we want? Well, the first thing is, is that we have to change behavior. Now, when other people look at us and, and coach us, the feedback is based upon what you do. But can only you know what you do can only be changed really when you watch over what the other person does. And what I mean by that is once you leave the room or leave the area. Whatever you've told that person, you don't know if they're still going to do that. So the thing is that even when people know what to do, they still don't do it. Why? Well, all this behavior is on the outside, right? And find your inner strength. We're looking on the inside and then you kind of relate it to the three-part brain. So... How can you be great every day, especially under pressure? You have to then ask the question, why do people do what they do, right? And you, you, you need to determine how they think. Because how the person thinks or how you think determines what you do. And that is... It's really, you know, the thinking part of it is the third level brain, right? It's your intellect, it's your cognitive reasoning and ability. So, influencing how somebody thinks will change their behavior, right? Not necessarily. You kind of have to go one level deeper. But how do you understand how somebody thinks? Well, you ask a lot of questions. But you you have to also understand how someone feels. That's that's the second brain, right? The emotional brain. So you, you have to understand how you feel or that person feels because the feeling and thinking go together. They hugely influence one another. Your thoughts can change how you feel and your feelings can change your thoughts. But really what is a feeling you, you kind of have to dig deeper in that second brain and and get to the raw motion and the raw motion a lot of time generates from the first brain so raw motion is energy in motion it is electrical signals pressure waves chemical signals that are coming into your your body and a raw motion you know, the energetic signature of something a raw emotion like anxiety is a fast heart rate, a dry mouth, a sweaty, uh, sweaty pulse. I'm sorry, a sweaty, sweaty palms. You're shaking. You've got a churning gut. So these are the energetic signatures of that raw emotion. As soon as you can recognize that and have self-awareness of it, you can put a name to it. And as soon as you put a name to it, you have a feeling that's anxiety. Once you name it and can be aware of it, you start to realize that it changes the way that you think. So at the very, very base of this is your first brain, right, your physiology. And this is what you need to be aware of and gain control of. So your physiology—there there's streams of data that alter how you think. It goes up to your brain and changes uh, what you think and, and your behavior. So, so one example of that stream of data that's coming into your body is the electrical signal of your heart. When you go to the doctor, as part of the standard procedure in your health or how the doctor is understanding your state of health, as he takes your... Your heart rate. But the heart rate that the doctor is taking is just one point in time. So it's 80 beats per minute over 120 beats per minute. So think of it like this uh, instead of listening or taking in the whole piece of classical music, of Beethoven's music, you're just taking one note. And that's what it's like just taking your heart rate average heart rate at a certain point in time what you really need to understand is your average variable heart rate your heart rate variability over time because your heart rate variability is the signal that's influencing the way that you think so Heart rate variability alters your brain function and whether you're under pressure or stress, your brain can start to shut off. That gets us into kind of the fight or flight. But before we go to fight or flight, which is a subject for another day, I just want to wrap up this three-part brain. And and really, the three-part brain allows us to understand how to be self-aware. We have to be self-aware of the three different parts of our brain, how they all interact, how that um, comes across in emotions, how those emotions relate to feelings, how feelings change the way we think, and how that changes our behavior and really relates to any goals that we want. So in Find Your Inner Strength, we're using a, a tool set, breathing, uh, meditation, mindfulness. The mindfulness piece is really at the feelings level, at the, you know, the second brain, what's going on there. Um, it's the awareness, mindfulness is the awareness of where the energy is in your body. And, and we can get in a little bit more of that when we talk about the body scan which is a tool of mindfulness. So when when you're at the thinking layer, you're at your intellect and your IQ. When you're at the feeling and a raw emotional layer, the feeling layer, when you can put it into words, you're at your emotional intelligence or EQ. So you, I hope you can see through this explanation where eq is as important as iq because it highly influences the way that you think and even more so especially with leaders and working with other people and understanding other people you first have to be self-aware of your emotions and be able to intelligently understand them and once you can do that you can go to the next level which is how do i self-regulate my emotions Um, as it relates to my emotional intelligence. That subject is also for a later episode, but I would like to thank you, and I'm very grateful for you spending this time with me and understanding the three-part brain and how it affects and influences the way you think through your feelings and emotions. Steve Siebold, Fearless Performances, and I wish you a great day.